Welcome to The Brian Buffini Show, where we explore the mindsets, motivation, and methodologies of success. Here's your coach, Brian Buffini. Thank you, David, and the top of the morning to you, and welcome to the Brian Buffini Show, coming to you from the Earl Nightingale Studio in Buffini and Company's headquarters. We're delighted to bring encouraging and hopefully insightful information to brighten your day, give you some food for thought, and give you something to do with it, mindset, motivation, methodologies. So today we're going to talk about renewing your mind, but do it in the context that renewing your mind is not refreshing your screen. And we're really going to kind of dive in today and talk about stopping something and starting something else. And that really is, as a coach and the head of the largest small business coaching company in North America, uh, where we've seen great success is when we encourage somebody to stop something and start something else. And, and it doesn't have to be always monumental, but it's, for example, somebody says, all right, I want to get in shape. I want to run a marathon, but they haven't really been exercising. How, How about we do this? How about we Stop drinking soda, start drinking water. That's the first step. Stop doing something negative and start doing something beneficial and positive. And that's kind of really where we're going to go today. There's certain things we need to stop and there's certain things we need to start. And we do that, we get to renew our minds. And renewing our minds is a very powerful thing. One of my favorite verses in the whole Bible says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, by the renewing of your mind. That's ultimately a big part of what God's will for our life is, to be able to renew our mind. And so we need to stop something which is conforming to this world and be transformed, right? So do not conform, be transformed. Stop something, start something. And we're going to give you some thoughts on that today in a kind of a simple how-to presentation. The three points I'm going to cover today The first thing we're going to cover is the social dilemma. The next thing we're going to cover is the power of a renewed mind. And then the third thing we're going to cover is how to renew your mind. Just a couple of specific how-tos there. Mindset, motivation, methodologies. So first and foremost, we're going to cover the social dilemma itself. You know, renewing your mind is not refreshing your screen. You know, people underestimate by 50% how much time they spend on their phone. The average person spends three hours a day on their phone. You know, that's 11 years over an average lifespan. I'm going to say this. I've had seasons in my life where I've seen those numbers creep up beyond that. And so you next thing you know, what am I doing all day? And you realize it's becoming more of a habit. In fact, there's an excellent show on Netflix called The Social Dilemma. And it wasn't that it was so revolutionary or so spine-chilling. It was very confirming to me, very confirming, knowing the way business works, knowing the way markets move, and knowing the way that tech moves. And tech has become more and more a dynamic where ethics is not really part of a lot of the decision-making in tech. It's really a very utilitarian approach to things. And so what happens is you start to eliminate those human decisions that require an ethical choice. And so this is a dynamic, the social dilemma, where it's a fantastic program. 
because it features a series of interviews with former employees and executives from a lot of the tech firms that actually established the social media platforms that many of us use. And they provide kind of the first-hand insight of how it actually works. And they all say that, you know, it all started out good. It all started out positive. And they wanted to have positive change in society. But they also note that these platforms have also caused an awful lot of social, political, and cultural consequences. In fact, some of the senior executives talking about how they would never let their kids get involved with social media. And the reason being is that the algorithms are built so that we get to see more and more and more of what it is we're interested in. And then it's actually tailor-made towards us. So everyone's having a different experience. You're having your own unique experience. And on one hand, the technology is fabulous. But on the other hand, it's designed to create addictive behaviors. And it exploits the users. It drives the advertising and the sale. It also helps people get geared up into one frame of reference or one way of thinking. A person can check in on a news platform and only see one type of news, only one type of story which, again, is helping to cause more and more divisive behavior. And I'll give you a great example. You know, I live in California. I'm 34 years in California. But I've, over time, I have a beautiful home in a beautiful area. I live in San Diego, actually magnificent place. I love the people. I have my business established here. I've established my six kids here. And uh, they're all now having families of their own and so on and so forth. So I'm, I'm fairly plugged in. But I'm becoming more and more frustrated with some of the things I see, how California's run and how it's doing business and taxation and things like that. And, now that all my kids are out of the house, I'm starting to explore some options in perhaps other areas or domiciling in other areas, maybe keeping my home in San Diego, that kind of stuff. So I started doing a lot of searching online and looking for, you know, where California's moving to and all this type of stuff. And after I watched The Social Dilemma, I went back on, for example, YouTube, and I noticed all of these videos on YouTube that were directed towards, whether it be stories, reports, whatever else, all about how California is going to hell in a handbasket. How all the status on how California is going to the sea, the politics in California is ruined, the economics is ruined, here's the homeless situation, here's this, here's that. And all of these videos that were recommended for me it would actually bring you to a place where you literally think the whole place is falling apart and going into the ocean. And I realized, oh man, I, I need to take a break from this. I, I had to understand I was now falling prey to an algorithm that was searching and searching and searching and bringing me information only from one perspective to see one side of things that I was going to rotisserize over and over in my mind, not renew my mind, but I was being actually artificially conformed to a certain type of position. So we have stuff going on in our world today that none of our predecessors and ancestors ever faced. They might have had a, a newspaper that they read in their local community that maybe uh, directed thoughts or ideas a certain way. But now what we have is artificial intelligence with access to incredible volume of data and information, being able to just drive a certain position or uh, dynamic to each one of us. And, and again, very addictive, highly addictive to our kids as well. And so we'll be talking about that. So we want to renew the mind, but sometimes in refreshing your screen, you're just setting yourself up for disaster. I highly recommend, as your first action step listening to this today, please check out The Social Dilemma. Check it out and see what you think about it. I'd love to hear your feedback. The next principle here with this aspect of The Social Dilemma is garbage in, right? We know garbage in, garbage out. 
But garbage in. A new study involving more than 1,000 people across 17 countries spanning every continent except Antarctica concludes that on average people pay far more attention to negative news than they do positive news. That implies that people choose to consume negative news rather than only having it forced on them by the mass media. You know, we're, we're complicit in this. And then what happens is we clickbait on our phones or whatever we're looking. And the next thing you know, we're getting more of it and more of it and more of it. It's addictive. Even the negative stuff is addictive. I have people in my life that I've watched them over the course of the, the last 12 months change in front of my eyes. The conversations have changed. And they're on a merry-go-round of negativity. And the only way you can engage in conversation is to jump on that merry-go-round with them. So if you jump on that merry-go-round, you get to engage in the conversation, but only if you're willing to be negative and talk about how terrible things are. And so that's really, really, really dangerous stuff. If I sound a little concerned, I am. I'm seeing it more and more. When we had the lockdowns due to COVID, when people are more at home by themselves, you know, social distancing, human beings do well together. Sometimes it's good for people to say, you know, you're, you're kind of out the lunch there or you're kind of over the edge there. You know, we kind of help one another. Iron sharpens iron. So one person sharpens another. Well, a lot of us are getting rusty. And so as we're doing social distancing, we're falling into this social dilemma. And there's a lot of garbage coming in. Zig Ziglar, my old mentor, used to say, the person who dumps garbage into your mind will do considerably more harm than the person who dumps garbage on your floor. Because each load of mind garbage negatively impacts your possibilities, lowers your expectations. Norman Vincent Peale, who wrote The Power of Positive Thinking, said dwelling on negative thoughts is like fertilizing weeds. Do you have a lot of garbage going into your mind? Are you watching garbage? Are you listening to garbage? Are you consuming garbage? And then what happens? Garbage out. We all know what goes up must come down. Well, what goes in must come out. Your input determines your output. You can only have an output of what is a direct reflection of your input. It can only be that way. You can't plant sunflowers and expect to have apples and oranges. You just can't. Garbage in must produce garbage out. It has to. It's just the laws of cause and effect. And when you put good stuff in, good stuff must come out. It has to. So what are you listening to? What are you watching? What are you reading? Who are you hanging with? Who are you talking to? What are you consuming? If you're putting the garbage in, the garbage comes out. Leon Brown, a, a baseball player with a brilliant mind, I, I quote him often, says, life is a reflection of what you think. If your thoughts are negative, the world you see will be the same. Earl Nightingale, who we named the studio after, said, we become what we think about. One of the great voices of all time. And again, Zig says, what comes out of your mouth is determined by what goes into your mind. We need to renew the mind. We got to renew our minds and not refresh our screens. And we got to know the garbage in and we got to know the garbage out. And so obviously, if that's the formula, we know what the antidote is. We know what the antidote is. We got to put the good stuff in. Next, I want to talk about the power of a renewed mind and what it can do for you and for me. The power of a renewed mind first shows up in that your thinking is clear. Clarity is one of the great places to get to. You know, once you're clear, you can take action. If you take action without being clear, you will be in a constant state of anxiety. So the power of a renewed mind is first, get yourself clear. 
Then make sure in your renewed mind that you're positive. And then the outcome is growth. So clear plus positive equals growth. Those are the three points of a renewed mind. Let's talk about clear. Clear is, first of all, not getting muddled by constant information overload. And constant information overload is what happens with technology. In order to get clear, I believe you have to write. And we'll talk about that here in a moment. I think you have to write yourself clear. You have to actually write yourself clear. When you're writing, it forces you to focus. It forces you to write coherently. When I find myself being muddled and I start to write, I find initially what I'm writing out, I write it out in pen, there's a heck of a lot of scratching out done. And what I find, actually, I typically, when I start to journal, I'll actually use a, a yellow pad first to get my first thoughts down. And it's a mess. And then what I'll do is I'll use that notepad to then journal into a journal so that it's clean and it's clear and my thoughts are concise. Once you have that focus, then what I will tell you about clarity is that it allows you to be free from distraction. Clarity just gives you that sense of direction and purpose. You can make decisions. Again, Roy Disney, one of my favorite quotes is when your values are clear, your decisions are easy. Well, you have to take time to get to that clarity. And then your decisions are easy. People always come to me, I, I have to make an awful lot of decisions all the time. And a lot of people are overwhelmed by making decisions. But you have to be clear first. And once you're clear, decisions aren't hard at all. Once you know what you value, once you know what you're willing to do, what you know what you're not willing to do, then decisions become easier. The great NBA coach Phil Jackson said, if you have a clear mind, you won't have to search for direction. Direction will come for you. Another proverb says, the mind is like water. When it's turbulent, it's difficult to see. When it's calm, everything becomes clear. Now imagine that clear water, and now imagine having a clear mind. To me, I have to write myself clear. I have to write myself clear. It's one of the only ways I've ever found to do it. Now, I'm also a synergistic person, so I, I sometimes need to talk it out with people. But ultimately, I'll need to write it down. Some people are not synergistic. They need to have more reflective time. They need a little time in isolation. Fine. But at the end of the day, we always need to write ourselves clear. And oh, by the way, what does technology cause us to do? The opposite. It's a tendency never to write. We never write. And when our work life involves using a computer and we're sending emails and doing dispatches or writing papers or doing whatever it is in school or work, what happens is you view that as a work device. And so you're not really connected to it. And I just think it's very important to get away from the screen, buy a pen, believe it or not, and use paper to write yourself clear. The second dynamic, as we talked about, of a, the power of a renewed mind is positivity. And I've been reading a fabulous book. It's a heavy read. It's called Learned Optimism, How to Change Your Mind and Life by Martin Seligman. He has a fabulous TED Talk if you want to look that up. And again, I'm going to give you some things to watch and to learn, and I'm going to give you recommendations to read. I'm going to give you some podcasts to listen to. I'm going to give you some things to do to put some positive stuff in your head here, to put some good stuff in your head, to put some good stuff in so there's no garbage coming out. But in this Learned Optimism, one of the things Seligman talks about is being free of worldly negativity. That's one of the great applications of positivity, is free of worldly negativity. Boy, do we live in a negative world? I mean, right now, it doesn't matter. If it's like, okay, this person invented the vaccine that's going to cure COVID-19, and there's 
all kinds of negative reports about, oh, it's this and it's that. Oh, but it has to be stored at this temperature. Oh, but this politician is taking credit for it. Oh, but the distribution is no good. Ah, oh, vaccines are no good. It just, no matter what, we live in a world that is consumed by negativity. Why? Because they figured out that's how our mind works. And we figured out that clickbait and the addiction grows stronger if they can just keep us on the hook. Learned optimism means we have to become free of worldly negativity. What do we have to do? We have to kind of plug out from it. So optimism defined is hopefulness and confidence about the future. Hopefulness and confidence about the future. Who doesn't want that? Hope is such a powerful thing. In man's search for meaning, Viktor Frankl showed that people who had a hope for the future, they wanted to see a loved one again. They had important work to finish. They had a hope in their mind that caused concentration camp victims in World War II to survive the tortures of being in a concentration camp. Hope is a powerful thing. My favorite all-time movie, Shawshank Redemption, is the ultimate exploration of hope and the power of hope. And the lead character, Andy Dufresne, who confronts his friend who's, who's been in jail for 25 years, who's given up hope, and he's, he calls him Red, and he says, Red, hope is the best of things. And, and hope never dies. Hopefulness and confidence in the future. Do you have that for yourself? Do you have that for your future? You know, if you just watch the news, if you just listen in, the country's gone to hell in the handbasket, your state's gone to hell in the handbasket, and then you can get yourself that you've gone to hell in the handbasket. The fact of the matter is, are you hopeful about yourself and the future? Can you have confidence about your future? If you don't, it's okay. It's okay. All of us lose hope. All of us lose confidence. But you can get it back. You can get it back by renewing your mind. You won't get it back from conforming to this world. Confucius, thousands of years ago, said, if you're positive, you'll see opportunities instead of obstacles. Willie Nelson, the American Confucius, said, once you replace negative thoughts with positive ones, you'll start having positive results. And the great Napoleon Hill said, a positive mind finds a way it can be done. A negative mind looks for all the ways it can't be done. Have you ever fallen into that trap? So the power of a renewed mind. It's clear, it's positive, and it's growing. We need to have that growth. And we need to have a mindset of growth. Carol Dweck wrote a book called Mindset, The New Psychology of Success. How we can learn to fulfill our potential. And Here's what we know. It's, it's great to have the mindset of growth because we're either growing or we're dying. Are you growing? Are you getting better? Or are you getting worse? We're only moving forward or we're moving backwards. We're not ever staying the same. Homeostasis says, I want to stay in the same place. I want to stay in my comfort zone. But we're either getting better or worse. Your business, your life, your marriage, your relationships, they're either getting better or they're getting worse. From the book Mindset, Carol Dweck says, in a growth mindset, challenges are exciting rather than threatening. So rather than thinking, I'm going to reveal my weaknesses, you say, here's a chance to grow. Brian Tracy says, your mind is like a garden. Unless you cultivate flowers, weeds will flourish. That's what we have to understand. We have to have a flourishing mind, and it's like the garden. We got to put the seeds, we got to fertilize, we got to water, and we got to remove the weeds. We got to remove the weeds. So what will it do for us? The power of a renewed mind, it'll help us get to clarity. It'll help us be and stay positive 
And out of that positivity, then we get to grow. And then lastly here, as I give you a few tips on how to renew your mind, the first thing I'm going to do is tell you to stop something. Stop something and then start something. I'm going to tell you to stop and take a tech fast. See if you can do it. Can you throw your phone in the trunk of the car for a day? Or can you turn off all the apps other than the actual phone, other than text, email, and phone calls? Can you leave your phone alone for everything else? Could you just have those three apps on the front screen, the home screen of your phone? Can you take your phone and not have it by your bed so it's not the first thing you see in the morning and the last thing you see at night? Could you do it? Can you do it? Could you do it for a weekend? Can you do it for a day? Do a tech fast. See what you do. See how you come out. I'm going to say this to you. I've gotten into bad habits. I've gotten into bad habits. You know, during the height of the pandemic, I was watching all the news conferences. I was doing Facebook lives and broadcasts, and we had just millions of people every month tuning into our media, and I was just researching all the time, and I found myself like an addict, you know, looking for the phone all the time, all the time, all the time. It took me a while to get out of that habit. Now, I had good reasons to start there, but I had no good reasons to stay there. It took me a while to get out of it. It is addictive, and it's designed to be addictive. Can you get away from it by doing a fast? One of the things with that, my daughter Amy and I, Amy's quite the character. She's built up a TikTok following and all this kind of stuff she's done, and it's great. But the fact of the matter is, I was saying we're spending too much time on this. So we did a little contest where, okay, 30 minutes a day, that was it. 30 minutes a day, that was it. We had a little competition. She's very competitive. I'm very competitive. So we had a little competition. And that's ultimately what helped us kick over to something far more positive. Zig says again, if you're selective about the things you choose to read, look at or listen to, then you're taking effective action against negative thinking. It's just like with a computer. If you can change the input, you'll change the output. So I encourage you, whether it's a day, whether it's a weekend, eventually. One of the neat things about all these smartphones, you can get a weekly rundown of exactly how much time you're spending looking at it. It'll give you an update. Make it a competition with yourself and cut the time down, cut the time down, cut the time down. Get busy living, get busy dying. Well, get busy living and spend less time refreshing your screen. The second how-to would be to journal. Replace screen time with journaling. Here's what I can tell you. You will not get clarity in your mind watching a screen, but you will get clarity and you will get perspective from journaling. When I've gone back to read my journals, that's what gives me perspective because it's just words on a page, but it lets me know what I was doing, what I was thinking, and how I was feeling. Those are three great things to journal on a daily basis. And when you get that type of perspective and you look back and you start to see patterns and you start to see highs and lows, it gives you more equipping for the days ahead. And you see how you react to certain things in the past and you're now faced with the same challenge again. You don't react the same way. But it really helps me, anyway, get to clarity. And I just highly encourage you to do it. So replace some screen time with some journaling. And just a tip to get going with this, to journal at the same time at the same place if you want to make it a habit, okay? So however it works for you, find a time to make it work. Hal Elrod said, writing in a journal each day allows you to direct your focus to what you accomplished, what you're grateful for, and what you're committed to doing better tomorrow. Flannery O'Connor, who's a, a famous short story writer. And if ever there was a great Irish name there, here's what Flannery says. She says, I write because I don't know what I think until I read what I say. And that's a very interesting Irish way of talking about getting the clarity. 
And I believe that's correct. You know, I don't know what I think until I read it back myself. Lastly is you got to put the good stuff in. You know, whether it's positive intake, shows, movies, podcasts that inspire you. Here's the other thing. What about taking a training program or taking a course or attending a seminar? Now, I, I know a little bit about that because that's been my life's work for the past 25 years. You know, if you like what we do here, we, we've just produced three brand new training programs that are all coming out on the market. Check it out. Go have a look. See what we do. Go to buffiniancompany.com and check out the training programs. You can take them as a group. You can take them with a mentor. And we built them so they're now self-directed. Wow, isn't that good? Actually training, training your mind, training yourself, doing exercises, getting in the game, plan on taking a course. What about attending a seminar? Go out into your future months and years and plan where you want to go and where you want to be. And, you know, be in an environment where you're growing around other growth-minded people. Maybe you want to come to our mastermind event in San Diego in August. Be around thousands of positive people who are putting good, positive content into their minds and hearts. I've got a few books here for you. As a Man Thinketh by James Allen, which is also on our podcast. Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Now, those three, those three were the first three books I bought after my house burned down when I restarted my library. And it was kind of delicious to go back and read those books again. I mentioned Mindset by Carol Dweck and then Learned Optimism by Martin Seligman. Also, there's some podcasts that we have recorded that might be worth checking out again. Episode 112, Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life. Episode 115, How to Be More Resilient. Episode 138, How to Be Mentally Tough. Episode 111, Developing Your Self-Belief. We did The Strangest Secret, Episode 61, and that was Earl Nightingale's most famous recording. One of our biggest recordings ever was re-releasing it, believe it or not. I know I've thrown out a ton of resources there for you, but you know what? There's a ton of time. I got to say this to you. I During the course of this last year, as I was spending more time online and watching press conferences and doing this and doing that and working from home. I got behind in reading and I kept a stack of books. I'm like, I want to get to this and I want to get to this. And I decided to keep it all in one place. Well, it got to one place. All right. It was about three feet tall and it was a little daunting. And then I had to remind myself I could only read one at a time. And so chip away, chip away. You know, I just think life is short, boys and girls. We've got to renew our mind. We're in a social dilemma. And the deck is stacked against us, and the tech is stacked against us. We talked about the power of a renewed mind and what it can do for us to help us get clear and be positive and allow us to grow. And then we talked some how-tos here today on how to renew our minds. I hope there was a good word in there for you for something. I hope that wherever you're at, you know that you can be in a different spot if you choose to be. Put the good stuff in, and the good stuff will come out. And first and foremost, I want to acknowledge you because you're the kind of person right now in listening to this podcast who already makes these kinds of decisions. There's a whole bunch of stuff you could be listening to. There's a whole bunch of trashy radio and podcasts and shows out there, and you've chosen to subscribe to this one and check into this one. So I commend you that you're already this type of person. And now let's take the next step together and let's go renew our mind and let's go and live the good life that sits out there waiting for us. Well, thanks for joining me today. And I'll leave you to me, Mom, who's been for 90 years a great example of a renewed mind and a renewed heart. Thanks for joining me. We'll see you next time. God bless. May the road rise up to meet you. And may the wind always be at your back. 
May the rain fall soft upon your fields and the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. See you next time.